Welcome to the Black Belter Podcast. You're listening to episode 72. And this episode of the podcast is sponsored by TKD Wear. And TKD Wear are a taekwondo apparel brand. They do a range of t-shirts and polo shirts for men. And for women, they do t-shirts, crop tops and leggings. They also do a range of useful accessories such as gear bags, shakers and neck scarves. So make sure to check them out at tkdwear.com and you can use the promo code BLACKBELTER for 10% off. All details will be in the description. This week's guest is Jamaica's Kenneth Edwards. Coming from a martial arts family, Kenneth's journey began at quite a young age. He has experience and success in competing at the highest level of multiple sports like ITF Taekwondo, WT Taekwondo and WKF Karate. In ITF, Kenneth is a two-times World Cup champion. In WT, he represented Jamaica at the London Olympics in 2012. And in Karate, he is hopeful of once again qualifying for the Olympics, which he's hoping to do through the qualifier in Paris. Uh, today, I chat to Kenneth about his journey through multiple martial arts, the Olympic experience, his thoughts on rankings as, slash seedings in ITF, and more. The connection was a little bit choppy at times in this one, so there are patches where the audio quality could be better, but I hope you stick with it. And as always, make sure to leave a rating, leave a review, and follow. And let's get into it. So what's up, Kenneth? How are you? Thanks, man, for coming on. I'm good, brother. Thanks for having me. I, I really enjoy your um your 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 lives and, and you know I've been following you for a little while and I think you're doing a very great thing with yeah. the martial arts. Thank you. Bring Thank it you. forward like this. I appreciate it. I do appreciate it. Um so like you mentioned already with with COVID that and training, like has has most of your training been like done like you said, on your own? Like have you got to train with partners at all the last while? Um I haven't done I haven't done one partner drill in Almost a year. Yeah, no partners. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's been it's been tough. So so when my teammates and I um, link up, obviously via Zoom, you know that's just it. We're just training on Zoom, doing bag work. Yeah, that's that's as, that's as close as we come to contact. Yeah, how have you found that then? Like, cause like as you said, training for the Olympic qualifiers. How have you found that type of training without actually getting to spare people? I mean, it's it's different. It's hard to really prepare. I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I would say I don't think anybody will feel fully prepared now, not having a, a a proper team to train with or you know the right environment to train. So you know, um, the 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 mental aspect is definitely low in terms of morale, and the physical aspect is not optimum, eh? Because yeah. It's 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 a it's a new normal. It's very different. Yeah, and it but and the challenge as well is like you're seeing you're seeing a lot of countries in in Europe haven't been mm-hmm. as haven't been as restricted. Like they've been got yes. some bit of training and been able to spare. Yes. So I think that's even going to be a challenge for like the Taekwondo yes. point of view when we get back to the European Championships. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I said before we we started recording that we we haven't done a lot of training at all and there's other countries then like who have been pretty much flat out no restriction for them and and they're good to go yeah yeah it's it's some i was talking with with um one of my um teammates the other day and i'm like it's a serious disadvantage i mean hey like smaller countries like jamaica and um you know countries that have smaller programs i would say has it have it hard to begin with mm-hmm. you know so to be competing with countries that are open versus countries that are so restrictive. I mean, athletes are, are having a, a terrible time, even projecting going forward to these major, major championships. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like that, it will affect, like I said, a lot of smaller countries in that, like, cause you're not going to, I think a lot of, it's hard to want to go to one of these tournaments, these big tournaments, mm-hmm. if you don't feel fully prepared, you know, especially, you know, like when you're, if you haven't defunded yourself and that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and, and and I mean to be honest, for for months I've been on the fence. I mean to be honest, I am on the fence, you know, about even traveling to Europe for for these qualifiers because, you know, one it's it's procedures you have to go through, it's the you know all the COVID testing, it's the it's the restrictions, and and when you go into the arena, it's it's not the same because there's no audience, there's no you know your teammates aren't there, you know, so it's. It's different, man. Yeah, 
Yeah, that one's going to be different, I think. Yeah, because like you said, team, I, I would I would imagine that like like you won't be able to hang around the competition area. It like it's going to be just, just competitors. So like the atmosphere will be totally dead of it. I think. Uh, hopefully not. Hopefully, no, hopefully you'll get no, a bit of atmosphere. No, no that, that's exactly how it is. Um, I have two teammates now. They're in uh, Portugal, and the competition was go to, leave your room, go to the go to the venue, compete, go back to your room. Yeah, not great. Empty. Not, not uh, enjoyable at you, all, is it? Yeah, not joyful at all. You know, uh, for want of a better word, it was just dead and blah. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to know how long it'll take to get back to what it was, isn't it? I know, man. It sucks the life out of it. Yeah. It really sucks the life out of it. So so how did you get started in martial arts? Where did, where did it start for you? Oh, brother. That was several decades ago, man. Um, <laughs> so... So my older brother, my older brother was in, into martial arts. He was, you know, very prominent back in Jamaica. Um, Keith Edwards. He he would always come home. He's much older than me. He's he's probably about sixteen or seventeen years older than I am. So obviously, I used to watch him come home with all these trophies. You know, um, my father also was one of the earlier practitioners back in Jamaica when he came there in the you know sixties and so on. So we always had a martial family, basically. My brother did boxing, dad did judo and taekwondo. Uh, my brother was into seda karate. So it was kind of almost predetermined that I would end up in martial arts. So when I started, um, well, maybe about 1994, 94, 95, 90, yeah, about 93, 94. Yeah, I started martial arts and yeah, I kind of, I mean, my journey obviously has been very mixed yeah. from beginning. So, you know, I, I started in karate, ended up doing ITF Taekwondo, then WTF Taekwondo. And yeah, the journey continues. Yeah. And was it, wait, did, did you did you kind of pick karate? Because like you said, there were in, in the, even in the family, there was a number of martial arts and, and combat sports. Was it you picked karate or was that just kind of okay. what you were thrown no. into? Yeah, karate was very prominent because my brother was the like leading karate figure at the time, you yeah. know. So I, I was training under him for many years, and then um, and then the transition happened to ITF Taekwondo later on when we created the Jamaica Combined Martial Arts Team. Yeah, yeah. And did you do any other sports then when you would have been younger? Oh yeah, I was in track and field. Of course, Back in high school. Yeah, of course, <laughs> of course, right? Um, you know, I played, I played table tennis for a while. Um, yeah. So, but but track was was track was the dominant sport for me back in high school. But it was always karate because karate was more for recreation. I'll give you a funny story, right? So, well, um, the high school I went to was Calabar High School. Big up to Calabar High School. We are we are one of the, the premier track track and field schools in the entire island, right? Now, obviously, when you go on these track teams, your aim is to make the national championships and go on to the Olympics. So, you know, I'm training in in, in track and field. I was doing the sprints, one, two, 100 meters, 200 meters, and long and triple jump. Okay. Um, when I made the combined team at like 16 years old, I got injured in Cuba. So that year, about that time is like your prime time for you to make it to champs and then, you know, matriculate to, you know, prepare yeah. for an Olympics. I got injured, couldn't make champs. And my coach at the time was like, well, because he knew I did karate too, right? He was like, well, maybe one day you'll do the Olympics in karate. <laughs> Obviously karate or karate wasn't even in um, the Olympics. Yeah. You know, so, you know, fast forward and, you know, you know, the rest of the story. But yeah, it was kind of, kind of funny. He said that, you know? Yeah. So you could turn out being right. Yeah. Huh? He could yeah, turn he turned out. Turn out being right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I suppose you got to the Olympics with Taekwondo as well, boy. He could, he could be spot on with the karate thing even there. Yeah, of course. I mean, you know? listen, listen, if I, if I make it to, to um, Japan with uh, with karate, then I can I can say I fulfilled his dying um, <laughs> his dying premonition. Then. Yeah, you know, because yeah. 
Yeah. So you're, you're quite far. How fast? How fast would you be? Where, where you at running the hundred? Okay, my my best time on the hundred was ten six four. Oh, quick! Back in high school, hand time. Quick. Ten six four. Yeah. No, I was pretty quick, man. Yeah. I was pretty quick, you know. Um, I I really enjoy, I mean, even now, like a, a, a major part of my training routine is sprints. Always. Yeah. Always has been. You know, yeah. like if I if I don't get to do like track work within my um, sparring training, it's like man, my legs aren't ready. You know, yeah. so I'm I'm always doing track work. Yeah, but that even comes across, I think, even in your style of sparring, doesn't it? Like your the fast twitch muscle fibers, yeah, yeah, like, you're, 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 exactly. you're quick, like straight, straight off the first one with the front leg, like it's yeah. all very quick. Like so, there's definitely yeah. those fast twitch muscle muscle fibers are definitely there. I'm yeah, fire. That's that's my style. Yeah, that's indeed my style, brother. So, did did you do? Did you start competing straight away, or was there a time where you were maybe just training, and like you said, it was more recreational, or were you always competitive? Um, you know, I would say, I would say because I mean, I've been in I've been in martial arts since I was very young, right? Mm. So um, maybe at eight years old, I was already I was doing tournaments in um in karate. So uh, I was always very competitive. Um, my dojo at the time was very competitive too, and the Jamaica, the, just the Jamaican landscape on a whole. Like, you know, we had open tournaments, so um, karate folk would compete against taekwondo and kung fu, and you know, all the different martial arts would would be sparring in the same tournament against each other. So that was very competitive for us. Um, at high school, as it regards track and field, it was an all boys high school, so. That would competition was yeah. nonstop. From you, you got to school. To school is done. It was competitive. So, I would say, you know, it has shaped. It has shaped a lot of even my approach towards sport martial arts. Um, just you know, taking part in all these competitive forms of martial arts has is is very appealing to me. Yeah, yeah, and it, um, Nicholas was on Nicholas Dussard, and he said like the same. Yeah, he comp- like would have competed across. Um, uh, it, it was all it was a mixed all mixed tournaments yeah. pretty much that you kind of got if it was taekwondo you got maybe one taekwondo actual taekwondo tournament a year and then you maybe yes. there was one karate yes. tournament or one kickboxing tournament or whatever one it was mm-hmm. yeah and he said that mm-hmm. yeah, for him he kind of felt like that held browned out his style because you had to adapt to all these different styles you've exactly. all the different styles do you, do you feel kind of the same that it helped keep you mm-hmm. keep your style that no man that definitely out? that definitely raised the game for us in terms of um our our martial even even taekwondo on the world stage for Jamaica. I don't think it at the level rose when like myself and Nicholas were competing across um you know WTF Taekwondo, um the US Open, which is a a multi sport, a multi martial art um competition, um kickboxing, you know, so doing all of these things and kinda feeding off the different styles and different um way of of sparring and then coupled with you know we're now now we're getting better better training because you know now you're you're in the big leagues right mm. so that that really kind of elevated the sport for us and, and 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 gave a good framework for our our technical um the technical aspect of our martial arts in Jamaica yeah yeah so then, so then when was like the first time you would have competed at a big international tournament. What, when was that? What was that experience like? All right. So my first big international tournament was the US Open. And the, the US Open, I was maybe about 14 years old. Maybe about 14 years old. And um, so at the US Open, you had like maybe 3,000, upwards of 3,000 competitors. Right? I mean, this was something. Now... Yeah. Up to this point, I've never, I've never, up to between the ages of maybe 12 and 14, like for two years, I'm on a win streak in Jamaica, right? Because, you know, it's our local kitchen and I'm doing great. And then I come up to this kitchen and I have like 60 people in my division, you know, and I'm like, oh. I mean, it wouldn't faze me because I expect to win. Yeah. Brother, I think I placed maybe 15 
you know, because then, I mean, and, and this was patterns. I placed maybe 15. And I'm like, what? I was I was livid because I'm like, like obviously, I think, I'm, I'm thinking I'm the best. You know, you're a young mind, right? Yeah. Um, okay, time for sparring. And my style was just not up to par. This was a different kettle of fish. It was, you know, it was touch fighting. It was, you know, it was, I mean, you've seen, you've seen US Open point sparring. Yeah. Where it's, it's really fast, like it's no contact, so it's really fast. And I'm like, wow, I got blown out of water, man. I got blown out of water, and that, and that, and that. As much as it was depressing, it kind of drove me to know that, yeah. From then, I need to kind of find ways to be very open and up my game. All right, all right, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. So, I was, so, so, so um, before I was telling you that you know the, the U.S. Open was my first. Big one, I mean, I mean, major, major in terms of for my for my level at the time, of course. You know, that was that was pretty major for me. Yeah, yeah, and like I said just before we got cut off as well, is that it's very rare the first one you you uh, the first one's always make or break. You know, it's very rare oh, somebody yeah. goes the first time and wins. It's always yeah. like it's, it's always rare. a learning experience, and then it's 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 how you take it's that. Rare. Some people go, I don't, it's not it's not really for me, and then other uh-huh. people go, no, I this is for me and then they step up their training and they level up but I tell you I tell you my my first my first in all my um in all my different martial arts that I compete in always been world championships yeah yeah my my first very first competition in WT was um Spain world championships it was a world championships in Spain yeah, I mean, and at the time, I, man, we were in the stone ages as it as it as it relates to how to score and just all the rules of the of the sport, you know. So it was. It's always been a learning curve. ITF the same. ITF my first major ITF. No, Germany two thousand five was my first ITF experience. I didn't get to compete. But it was the first time I was actually, you know, exposed to it and, yeah. you know, fell in love with it. So, yeah, man, that was, that was, yeah, it's always been major, major, major games. Yeah. yeah I suppose, like, yeah, you can, you can, I suppose, over here you have maybe a European Cup or something that way that, you know, maybe can, it can ease you in. But, but yeah, uh, you got thrown in at the deep I end with the know. World Championships. That came, the biggest that came ones. later. <laughs> that came later. I know. Yeah. <laughs> the, the biggest ones you were in there. Yeah, man, the biggest ones always start with the big ones. Yeah. So then, when did you kind of when did you when did it turn around for you? When did you start to start winning then um, at these big events? Um, I would say, I would would attribute like a proper win streak came about two thousand seven. Two thousand seven. Now, now I was training more um, in in New Jersey with um, Coach Alvin Bernard. And, you know, we really, we really started to like travel the tri-state and exposed to different competitors and just, and just, and just kind of feeling out what the real useful tools are, you know, because I I, I would say as a, as a fighter, I had so many tools, you know, but like to, to stay with the main ones that keep you winning, right? You know, you know, your coach might say. You know, keep with that strategy until it changes, right? Until they figure it out, kind of thing. Yeah, that was that was lacking for me because I would go in, and I would be throwing ten techniques in every second, in <laughs> ten techniques per second, and landing one. You know, yeah. and yeah, that that was like, all right, take it down a notch. So my breakthrough came. I mean, I didn't win, but my breakthrough came in Argentina, two thousand nine. And it was this, was this was a big one because we had in my division we had major major players we had Carl Carl Van Roon we had um, uh, Jonathan Batista we had David Kerr myself uh, yeah, so it was like major stakes competition and yeah we we held our own there man we held our own barring I, I kind of I split my toe in two so I couldn't continue. You know, after that David yeah. Kerr match, but man, it was it was like all right, 
it's time to do this, you know, it's time to like, it was like an opening for you to see that, yeah, we got this. So fast forward, fast forward to, to maybe Brighton. I was untouchable in Brighton because I was like on top of my game, fresh from the Olympics. Um, just, yeah, it was just, it was just great. It yeah. was just great. Yeah. yeah. That, that, so, that probably was that was probably the first time I kind of came. I would have would have heard I would have heard a bit about you. It was yeah. bright Brighton in twenty twelve, and then like people had said, "Oh, you were in the Olympics and that." Um, so yeah, yeah, Brighton, you were yeah, you 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 were on great form. Yeah, man, I was on fire then, man. I was that was like like I would definitely say that was one of my best performance. Like I I I literally I had I I had surgery like two months after that for my ankle. Right, and the whole time I was like fighting on one leg. Yeah, like the uh-huh. whole the whole time, and you know that was a big competition. Like everybody was there. I probably had like eight rounds, like eight different matches. You know, so it was it was, yeah. That that really did it. And yeah. then and then going into like ISK tournaments and um, Waco tournaments. That that was like you know. A breeze for me now it was three years it was all it was all wins you know it was all wins yeah and then what was it what was the what was the olympic experience like what, what, what was london like how 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 did quite kind of even qualifying come around how did you qualify for that one all right so the the, the qualifiers the qualifiers was in um Querétaro, mexico and um at the time you could only send three persons from each division, right? So it was myself at that time. I wasn't, I think my, my ranking at the time was very high, yeah. you know? Uh, um, so I was, I was up against probably the number three in the world from Cuba at the time. Uh, you know, a couple of, I mean, a lot of ranked, ranked fighters from, you know, um, the Panam region was there. Um, it was a lot of pressure, brother. Like it was, it was heavy because now, you know, you know, this is resting on your shoulders. I was the last, I was the last Jamaican competitor to go in because Nicholas, Nicholas had, had gone, Cerise had gone and, you know, they, they didn't get, they didn't qualify. So it was like, man, we have no qualifiers. This is, <laughs> this is yeah. all, this is up to, this is like up to me. So it was a lot of pressure. Um, I faced, I faced Canada, I faced Canada first, first match. No, I faced Guyana first match, won, won that match. Um, Canada, I lost, went into repercharge and I had to face Venezuela after that. Now, Venezuela was a very high ranked fighter. He was... So he forfeit. He 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 decided not to take his rubber charge because he's gonna face me. You know, obviously I'm not very ranked. Obviously, he think he could take me, right? Man, that match ended ten to two. It was probably my best performance in WTF. Yeah. Just I mean, and and I say this was just this was just out of one would say national pride and just the pressure of your team depending on you. You know, so you know, like fast forward to to this environment that we have to have to compete in now, it's a whole different thing because you don't have that. You know, you don't have the team like being right there. You know what I mean? So it's it's different. But that experience was everything. Like just hearing your name um, announced as Kenneth Edwards qualified for the 2012 Olympics was everything. It was everything you would imagine it to be. And then some more. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, so yeah, man. Yeah. Like, it was everything. Yeah. And 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 then now going to the games, fast forward, you know, a couple of months later, going to the games, that was incredible. Like once you land, once you arrive in the um in the in the athletes village, it's like wow, you're here with the best of their sport, like just the best of the best in the world this is you you, you you're walking by and serena is right there and um <laughs> you know you name it they're there you know 
So yeah. it was it was incredible, man. That was probably the best, my best sporting experience ever. Yeah, like, yeah, it is mad as you said. Like all the athletes who are like big superstars in, in the much bigger yeah. sports like like that, oh, like, like yes, in tennis and yes. all, and and uh, and you're there having lunch with all these guys and you know yeah. hanging out, going to parties, just like you know, it's <laughs> it's pretty cool. Yeah, and what was the opening? What was the opening ceremony like? You're walking out next to Usain Bolt and all, and these guys, oh. Asif Apol, oh, Sally yes. Fraser, yes. Price, all these big track and field people. I mean, uh, I mean, for us as Jamaicans, like we are. I mean, you, Usain and I, we we have been to games before together, right? Like we go to the Panam games together, things like that. And of course, you know, we train at the same uh, track track um workout grounds so you know we're familiar with each other but then when you get to a games and this guy's like a god like yeah. we're literally going to going in an entourage to get lunch with him because athletes are coming up to him for autographs like <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean like like athletes are clamoring to to, to to get pictures and it was it was incredible man that that games was definitely incredible um the opening ceremony was spectacular it was everything you would expect it to be and then some because you know um all the festivities the fireworks the fanfare just how they treat you as an athlete it's it's something special it's something to to experience you know because yeah. you actually feel like you are the center of everything that's going on yeah. you know so i suppose for those two weeks for those two weeks the athletes are the center of attention for everything you know hey, it's all brother, about the athletes for those two weeks you know i'm telling you and i got there my experience was was pretty cool because i was the first jamaican athlete to get to the games and i was the last to leave oh yeah you know what i mean yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> i was the first one so i had like I had the best apartment on, in the whole place because I had like a penthouse. I was at the top, you know. I could oversee the, the entire um, the entire athletes' village, um, so, so so that was pretty cool. And then at the at the closing ceremony, I almost carried the flag. Almost. <laughs> because, yes, because because you say not left early, and you know they had like diamond league after that and stuff. So yeah, that's up. Shelly and ended up carrying the flag. But yeah, man, it was it was great. It was great. Yeah, yeah, I suppose yeah. yeah. Competition wise, you fought a big, was... Chi- a big tall Chinese guy. Was it guy from China? Oh yeah, he was, yeah, he was man. big, wasn't he? Lu Zhao, yeah? Lu Zhao. He was seven feet three inches. Yeah, is that the actual height, or is that just how <laughs> you remember it? Is that what he actually he is, seven, or that's no, just no. what it felt what like? Actual height. Yeah. He was seven. No, lied. I'm sorry. He, yeah, that that was a natural lie. Luja was six eleven. No, he was seven one. Yeah, it was seven one or seven three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To be honest, yeah, he was. He was. That was incredible. I mean, we were warming up, and you know, my coach looked over and it was like, oh, he's not that tall. He was sitting, you know. <laughs> he's not that tall. I mean, I mean, our, our training was for tall guys, obviously, because I was fighting in the heavyweight division. So yeah. obviously, I'm the the smallest guy in the heavyweight division. So you know, our strategy was geared towards that anyway. So that 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 wasn't that wasn't gonna phase me, you know. Um, when we were walking in, obviously, now he's standing up, and I'm like, Shit. <laughs> he was tall. Yeah, he was, he was really tall, man. He was star, but I mean, I was I was so pumped. It was it was incredible? I, w- I was so pumped for that for that match. Like just the the atmosphere there, I think was everything. Was everything, and to hear in that arena the entire stadium like cheering Jamaica was something to behold. You know? Yeah. So, and I suppose even as well for for a match like that, even if. People didn't know who you were or anything like that. Like you would have been the underdog. They seen the small guy here against this huge guy. So straight exactly. away, you have everybody on your side. Yeah, yeah. And I think that that played a little bit against us too, in terms of officiating, because you know you're in there, you're the smaller guy, you're you're the Jamaican that's not um, number three in the world, that's not Asian champion, that's not Olympic bronze medalist. You know what I mean? 
it's, yeah. Yeah, it, I mean, it's it's only natural. We all we, we all experience that in, in competition, right? But I think I think just the energy that was in the, the was in the stadium was a lot for just the sport. You know, like it was it was incredible. Yeah. Really it's just a shame incredible. don't have it's just a shame they don't have all the weight divisions though, isn't it? Like the fact you had to go up and fight people yeah. who, who are bigger like it would have been nice maybe if yeah. you got to fight people maybe more your size exactly. it's a shame they don't like, get like, 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 like welterweights or middleweights because yeah. they merged they merged weight divisions you yeah. know that's a shame they do that yeah because like, yeah, a lot of people a lot of good people miss out in qualifying a lot because, of good people miss out man for real yeah. for real because you have guys who are inc- like, like you see them in tournaments and the fact that they're not in a certain weight division like their countries won't send them because, or, or or send them to a qualifier because that's just not the weight division that you got your ranking in, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's it's very unfortunate. You really don't see the cream of the crop. And I'd say personally, I can appreciate a World Cup in ITF versus a World Championships because at the World Championships you only have a selected few people. At the World yeah. Cup, you get you know a larger body of talent. Um, competing than than at the world championships i mean yeah you know it's well one would say it's the cream of the crop but how do you you know selection is is one thing too right yeah 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 i think yeah like i suppose yeah there's it's it's hard to know you know isn't it like world yeah, cup like that, like that like you know when you're in brighton and you're having eight matches like there's an achievement to that like maybe if they weren't all the best people from their countries but the fact you were to get through eight matches to to win exactly. that there's exactly. an achievement in that because because but, because then you're gonna come down to the best or yeah. you should come down to the best having gone through to um you know completing all your rounds yeah but like that then yeah. if you're at a world championships and maybe you only have five matches yeah. They could all, they could all be against killers like you know from from all the countries. So yeah, it's hard to know like that. I think I think it I think it very much depends. I think some people there's some people who win World Cups and it's they beat all the best people and it's like winning a World Championships. And then sometimes there's other mm-hmm. people who maybe get lucky and they get a decent draw and they fight maybe. Yeah, not man, so good I, people, I've seen. You know, it. it's, I, I've, it's, I mean, I've seen where you know people just get good draws. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like in in in, in worlds, you you get a good draw and you're like. I'm in the I'm in the quarterfinals. <laughs> you know, you're in the semis. You're like boom, 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 two buys. You, I mean, boom, a buy, a bad guy having a bad day, and you're through to the semis. You know, and you know, like a, a major player got knocked out because, yeah. hey, yeah. But but I mean, it is what it is. At, at the end of the day, for me, um, I enjoy, you know, going up against fighters of all styles you know that's 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 the joy for me like just going up against fighters and having good showings like you can only be your best self on any given day you know and if you can achieve that on any given day then yeah whether whether you come out with your hand raised or or not is you know just the result yeah yeah so. w- would you like to see in, in in ITF Taekwondo, would you like to see maybe rankings or or seeding something that way, so that maybe the good guys are, are split, or so that you like maybe one person doesn't get maybe you don't have all. Um, I suppose that the lesser that the the weaker side. Yeah, I, I I I do believe in seedings. I do believe in rankings because you know sometimes, as you say, you'll have a guy getting lucky. You know, it it, it kind of diminished the, those chances of. You know, like a guy coming in and um, just being very awkward, and then that uh, awkward against like a, a good competitor, and he will not even he will pass that competitor, but will not even go through to the next because you know it's kind of uh, oddball thrown into the mix. Yeah. So I do believe in seedings. You know, kind of kind of get the lower rank guys to build up their ranks too. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to see maybe the middle, the medal winners from the previous championships split up, so mm-hmm. they can't meet until the semi-finals again. And yes. um, I do think there's something like, as a, I suppose as a maybe as a fan of the sport, I do like sometimes when you get some of the like when you get good guys meeting in the first round and there's a bit of tension there because you know it's the first yes. round of the world yeah. championships and you know I don't think you want to have 
I don't, like, I don't, I don't like when that happened. Do you know? No. No, I don't like when that happened because, you know, for for you to call this, for you to become a, to be to to be called the world champion, you know, it's different when you know we we see your talent and we know that man, you're good, but one would expect that the champion, or well, one would expect that the the good guys will win. You know, the guys that are really technical, really crisp will meet for the championships. You know, I think it's, it's kind of not, no, uh, no. Yeah. But yeah. see, I think, I, I see, I, I, I just think like if you try to split up, like, I understand seeding, and that's why I think you should separate yeah. the medal winners. Because I think right. like maybe the best people at the last championships would be split up for this one. But I think like, yes. if you try to split up everybody, like if you go into a full on ranking, and I think that kind of, I think it gets a bit messy then as well to to some degree, you know. Well, that's true. I, and know. then and then you have to also remember that um, the organization is so big, you don't have everybody competing on the same platform or in the same leagues. Yeah. You know, so you know it's different when you have. South American league and a European league, but then everything else in the middle is kind of shaky, right? So, like, how do you see those guys in the middle? Yeah. You know, how do you see the guys from the Caribbean, the guys from India, the guys from you know? What I mean, it's kind of it's kind of yeah. different. Yeah, it's tricky know? as well to imp- like to yeah. if you were to start implementing that see that that ranking is is hard as well. Like you said, yeah. How do we? How well, do you choose? How do you choose which competitions are ranking tournaments? You know, it's these that sort of what things. I. Well, what I would want to see is a more um, professional sparring among ITF um, in in the ITF leagues. You know, like a more professional component to it. Because, I mean, we have some of the best guys in in in, in sparring. You know, across any martial sport, right? Yeah. And I think, and I think. You know, just kind of how our competitions are set up now doesn't allow for real growth. You know, it's kind of it's kind of still recreational. You know, in terms um, instead of professional. I mean, I mean, as athletes, we take it very seriously and very professional, but it's it's not on the par where it should be when you compare it to a sambo, when you compare it to a WT, when you compare it to other. Um, you know, martial sports that are kind of high on that level, you know? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'd love to see that if there was a a way to, like you said, to make it professional that people could, mm-hmm. you know, make make money from it, like, like try and full-time yeah, and make, yeah. make it their it job, is, you know? Yes. You're a professional ta- taekwondo fighter. I think that'd be, that'd, that'd be great. Um, and if there was some way that could be done, like prize money, I don't know about prize money. I mean, listen, the seeding, that but, seeding is, is the, the ranking is the only way to do it. Do you think? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Because what I remember what WT had done was they started they started a Grand Prix League. Right? And they still have the Grand Prix League, of course. Yeah. Um and and I think that, that was started in after after the games. That was starting like twenty thirteen. And um you put your top twenty best ranked fighters in each division, right? Okay. Yeah. yeah. And that is how you get a real, you get the real deal. You're talking about, um, yeah, fireworks and cash. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So, yeah. yeah. And, and, and it ups the level too for for the competitors because let me tell you, man, I mean, I've seen, I've seen competitors that have used their life savings and take on out loans to attend competitions. You know, and it's it shows great passion and 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 just a love for the sport. But you know, as I said about you know going to the games or even going to multi-sport games like a Pan Am Games or a um, Commonwealth Games, you come to realize that hey, when the athlete is at the center of everything, you get a better performance because yeah. the ease of all those things is off the the mind of the athlete. Yeah. You know, yeah. If you can yeah. take financial That's stress it. off the mind of the athlete, if the athlete knows how his meals are gonna go, if he knows how his um, rehabilitation is gonna go, his training sessions, 
then all you get is good performance. Yeah, and like that, even with the Olympics, like like the athletes obviously are taken care of, like you said, in terms of mm-hmm. like you know fl- flights, accommodation, all that sort yeah. of stuff, meals, you know, yeah. uh, physios, all that stuff, but they're still not making anywhere near as much money as they should probably be making either because no. it's all the guys it's all the guys no. higher up who are making the exactly. money you know? so, exactly so right it, it shows but, it shows athletes but, aren't asking for a lot like like us athletes us as athletes are only look like we're only looking to be treated nearly yeah. like the olympian like maybe the way olympians are treated and they're, uh-huh. they're they should even be treated better than than they exactly. are as well you know because because the thing is if they were being compensated like if if if, if money was flowing in man you would have no choice but to up your game yeah. you know you have no choice but to perform well and really show up and give the spectacle i mean now your sport becomes a spectator sport like if we're being honest if we look if we look in the stands at at, at, at an itf tournament we're seeing itf moms and dads and itf competitors you yeah. know we, we're, we're not getting the man off the street seeing like hey i want to come watch that fight you know they'll go watch a boxing or they'll go watch a, a ufc you know what I mean, and it's not yeah. as skillful. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean. It's yeah. not as it's not as exciting. You you're not getting as much as much action in one of those in a you know a mainline um, contact sport like you'd see in a if taekwondo was like a professional sport. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Because we got the, yeah we, we, I mean we got the talent we got we got everything. You know, yeah. we just don't have that do you, athlete-centered. Yeah, do you think that maybe what holds it back maybe to some degree is the idea of that we're not a sport, we're a martial art? Do you think that kind of maybe mindset holds it back a bit that people aren't all in um, on the sport, they're more on about you know, we're, we're a martial we, art, not a sport, so it holds that the sporting side we back? Try to, we, we try to make that distinction, right? But if we're purely a martial art, we wouldn't have competitions. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Sports have competitions. So le- let's say we separate the martial aspect, um, the dough from the, the competition. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's two different things. Well, when I'm not in the ring, I'm a martial artist. I'm purely a martial artist. You know, everything I do, I have a martial arts mindset. You know? Yeah. But when I'm competing, I'm a competitor. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm practicing a sport. Yeah. Yeah, but do you, no, but, do you, but no. do you think the people at the highest level, maybe within the ITF, are they concerned about the sport? Or are they concerned about the martial art? I I, I don't know. I um, what do you, I, what, I think what it creates think? a confusion. It creates a confusion when you you equate or you you try to regulate a sport in a martial aspect. You know, and, and I think karate karate suffered that for. For quite some time too until now they have to change it and hence why they're in the olympics yeah. um yes the rules of the, the rules of the game is the rules of the game but i mean you can't it can't be rigid because sports isn't rigid right sport is dynamic sport is exciting you know so yeah. the more rigid you keep it it becomes difficult to really get the full benefits of the sport the sporting the sporting arm of yeah. this martial art yeah you know so yeah. yeah it's many things man i mean martial art isn't just um sport and, and and when we say martial arts we have to define what a martial arts is it's express it's expressing yourself you know you know it's not necessarily um yeah te- 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 itf taekwondo is very standardized in our movements and you know our blocks and punches and so on but at the end of the day if you and I go up against each other to do a pattern, you're going to see two different expression of that pattern. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so rigidity isn't good for anything, right? Rigidity is dead. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, for <coughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think like that it needs, yeah. I, I think maybe even it might even be the sporting side maybe needs as nearly its own governance as a branch of the yeah, ITF maybe exactly. you know maybe I think so. they, yeah. you know, yeah. maybe that yeah. might even develop things out of it so yeah. then actually when did then did you so was it when you when did you start to focus more or go where did you go back to karate was it when it got into the Olympics and there was a chance to go to the Olympics again is that when you went started to focus on karate um, again and go back to that you know, original style 
I always practice across martial lines, you know? I always, there's never a time that I was like purely doing one thing. I mean, I, I'll do purely one thing periodically, you know? Yeah. But um, I would say it was more in, in an effort to kind of help my country to get involved with it. Yeah. Because um, WT didn't go very far in Jamaica, even after the Olympic Games. Because again, you know, just the governance wasn't wasn't ready. Um, so when when we heard that karate was in the Olympics, my brother is still a big karate practitioner. He has one of the biggest schools in Jamaica. Um, so I was like, hey, well, let's you know, let's get a, get an organization started. Let's get some interest behind it, um, and let's see what can happen. You know, of course, being uh, a seasoned competitor myself and well-known in Jamaica, my uh, my sports administrators and and so on obviously wanted my involvement. Yeah, I think that a little a little cut off there. Yeah, they wanted my involvement. You know, so yeah, that really sparked my interest. After that, I mean, obviously, with now having a young family and. Um, recently immigrating to Canada it's it, it was a lot of change in my life then but the drive to to see Jamaica excel in this new emergence because we have a large a large karate community so you know just kind of leading it that way was kind of my contribution yeah yeah, and the, the qualifier that that's is that the one that's on in, uh, is that in Paris? Is it the Paris in, qualifier? Yeah, you're going it's to? in Paris. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. No, that uh, one's in Paris. And is it? It's all. It's I can't fully remember what even Ryan said. It's is it all the winners or how 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 is it working again? Oh like, man, it's gonna be it's gonna be like a round robin kind of um, similar to setup, the right? Yeah, it's gonna be a round robin setup. I mean, I, I mean, a lot has changed in terms of how qualifiers are done these days <laughs> you know like they they really are trying to get the best of the best going you yeah. know so you know the, the, the loser fights the winner of the la the winner of the last one and you know you know the round robin setup so it's, yeah. everybody ends up fighting everybody okay kind so you're in for quite a few matches well yeah you have quite a few matches and then the best results come on you know so yeah yeah do you think the experience of maybe the Tokyo Olympics? Uh, do you think it'll be the same as? Think it'll be the same as London? Are you expecting the same kind of experience, or do you think it'll be different? No, it's gonna be it's gonna be very different. Yeah, it's gonna be very different. Like you know, um, All I can't COVID. imagine. Yeah, I can't imagine not congregating, not um, having just waves and waves of athletes together. It's yeah, even. To try to think of an opening ceremony happening there. Yeah. You know, with, not, with these restrictions. Not the way you would expect. Yeah, it couldn't not happen the way, the way you would expect it. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it's, 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 it's really a different view. I mean, even even leading up to leading up to it is, it's supposed to be exciting, right? Like, you know, going to qualifiers, going to um, different tournaments, or, but that's not happening, like, where where the athletes getting the motivation, you know? Like if you're not yeah. driven, then I can't I can't see you really mentally being prepared for it. And that's and and being mentally prepared is ninety percent of the game, man. Yeah, definitely. You know yeah. What I mean, that's yeah. 90 like you said, you don't even you don't even have your teammates to help you. Like when you're not maybe mentally there exactly. on a day, and you have your usually have your teammates around you to help pull you through. Right. You, you don't even have that now. It's all yeah. it's all on yeah. you. If, if, if you can visualize and feel the excitement of what to expect, like it, it's crippling, yeah. you know, it's crippling. And then you have to dig for something else. Like, yeah, so it's, it's, I, th I think it's going to be significantly different, significant. Talking to some of my track friends the other day and they were like, man, I don't know. I don't know what to expect. Yeah. what the games are going to be like there there's there's very little very little interest in even competing in these games yeah you know for for a lot of people across different sports because you know there's one 
Well, one, there's the vaccine hesitancy. Two, there's the um, the fact that you're going to be isolated and locked down. A lot of athletes can't even stay still for two seconds. <laughs> and you're going to try to keep them in a room, you know? So that's... <laughs> yeah. Well, I suppose different. the challenge as well is, is like, as, 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 as an athlete, like, you, you don't have maybe many chances for the Olympics, you know? So, like, it's you maybe don't have the chance to just skip this one. You only have a few, so many in you. Yeah, Jimmy, that's... Oh, you're back. Are you there? Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, we're back? Yeah. Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm saying, man, it's every four years, not every year. So, you know, when you have that window, like, you, you really got to take... We're having a bit of a cutout. I think yeah, I, you're back again. Yeah, you're back you. again. Oh, gone again. Only saving girls. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, are you hear me good? Yeah, I'm hearing you. Yeah, you're kind of a little bit. We're a little bit choppy, I think. But uh, yeah. I suppose I, I won't keep it too much longer. Maybe with the with the connection, be it kind of been a bit choppy. Um, yeah, it's a little. I I, I suppose I have one more question really before we before we finish up. Mm-hmm. Um, if you had to pick uh, a favorite fighter you like to watch, who would it be? It can be maybe any sport. It could be taekwondo, karate. It could be kickboxing. Oh. It could be MMA. It could be boxing. If you had to pick somebody that you enjoy to watch, who would it be? If I had somebody that I loved watching. Okay, in um, okay. Do I have to pick one? <laughs> I will give you maybe two or three. <laughs> or three. I'd say I enjoy five. Oh, and I love. You didn't say current fighters. No, no, it can be any any time. Okay, okay, yes. So those matches all get me excited, you know. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. Those fighters enjoy their matches. They. They, like, like they, there's not a lot of hesitancy in how they execute yeah that, that for me is game yeah I mean yeah. that for me is game yeah definitely no no some good picks some good picks there but uh, yeah look I think I think we'll leave it there thanks man for coming yeah, on um, thank you man thank you keep up the good work yeah I really appreciate it and um, hopefully hopefully the, the qualifier will go well and you'll be you'll be in Tokyo and, and get to maybe experience that the Olympic Fingers crossed, brother. Fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah. So I'll be watching. I'll be keeping an eye out for the qualifiers. Keeping an eye out to see if you qualify. And if you're there, I'll yeah, be watching. Brother. All right, man. All the best. Take, Take care. care, man. Take care, man. All right, bless brother. A reminder to check out today's sponsors, TKD Wear at tkdwear.com and use the promo code BLACKBELTER for 10% off. All details are in the description. And see you next week.